Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Uncensored Anime Podcast, a podcast where we talk about all things anime, uncensored, and we are your hosts. I'm David. We got Jerry. We got Kenny. And on today's episode, just like we promised at the end of last episode, we are going back to our roots. In this episode, we are going to be doing a Netflix review, two movies, Bubble and Summon of the Gods. And we're just going to hop right into it. So, Jerry, wow, Big wow, Boy, anything, wow. anything you want to say to the viewers, <laughs> yeah, to the listeners, before yeah, we get no, started? Uh, what do you want to say, okay? So, here we are, three weeks after Manga Hero put us in the grave. Um, no, I'm just... Uh, yeah, Manga Hero has deleted he, our account. Yeah, he literally every... put us in the grave with that, with that fucking tier list video. So, the podcast mm-hmm. had to disappear for a little bit. We had to recoup, uh, maybe watch some anime movies. Today, like David said, we're going to just do a... I'm gonna call it the Netflix double feature. That's really what it is. We're in the, ne- we're in the Netflix double feature, baby. Um, so this is the Netflix not, double not feature. Not sponsored by Netflix. Pretty much, like uh, one thing that we've kind of just become accustomed to here is reviewing Netflix anime. Because why the fuck not? Uh, no one else wants to do it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but seriously, everyone that's, talks no, about that's true. Everyone talks about Crunchyroll stuff, but Netflix has really been going hard all the last year. So one thing that we've kind of taken upon ourselves is to always look at the different stuff they're putting out. And we thought it would be cool to pick two of their movies they recently dropped and watch them and review them. Uh, unfortunately, David just didn't watch one of them. So, um, no, I'm just... no, David watched both of these <laughs> no, movies. Right, David's gonna David try. was physically present David in was, front of a Yeah, TV David screen. was there when the movie was playing. Like, I, it was on my screen, and I was in the yeah. room. Yeah. So that was that's yeah. about it. All yeah. right. Honestly, one's about bubbles, one's about dying. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's that's all you need to know. That's they all might. You need to know. They might kind of both be about dying a little bit. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna talk about. Uh, two, they're both about dying, I think. Uh, two original Netflix films that came out, uh, which are Bubble and The Summon of the Gods. So, boys, what do you want to talk about first? Which two, uh, which of the two? A lighter. Let's do Bubble first. We're gonna start with Bubble. Why okay. You- yeah, let's well, go. Kenny, 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 what do you think? What do you think? Bubble I'm curious. Yeah, what was? Well, Kenny I just feel like I feel like we sort of talked about doing bubble, then some of the gods before starting, and then all of a sudden Jerry like asked us this like question you on know, the it's, air. It's like, part of the. Uh, it's part of the. It's, it's part of the know? intrigue. So the so the viewers think that there's like a there's some like right, you know. Right, right. <laughs> let, let, okay, let's let's do. Some, okay, I feel like there was a lot more no. hype for bubble. And I feel like some of the guys were just slipped in. So let's do some of the guys first. And then oh, David's actually trying to change it up. He's trying to change it up. I kind of think, think that we think? should do Bubble then Summon of the Gods. I actually but... was feeling Bubble then Summon of the Gods too. You know, I got. I, a coin I think right that here. was the. I, I got a coin right here. This is okay. A yeah, flip, coin flip your boot coin. Super Mario Mystery Box. I'm gonna How are we going to be able to throw. tell if you? Okay, stand up. You got to stand up. So yeah, that come the on, flip lands on yeah, that way. Hand. Yeah, bro, we can't. Yeah, come on. Come on, David. We can't see it. Wait, wait, wait. So okay, if it's heads, Bubble. Yeah. Okay. If it's tails. Some of the guys. Some of the guys. Okay, sounds good. What's the coin, David? David, we don't you know what it is. David, what? we can't see you. You we just don't... lied. How did it land? Why okay, did you even okay, stand okay, up? Okay, why okay, did you stand up? Okay, okay, okay. I'll flip it. I'll catch, catch it in your hand. Oh, my God. Okay, let's see it. Show, yeah, it, to perfect. It. show, it, show it. Show it. Tails. Tails. Some of it first. That's what da- Honestly, David suggested I must trust our Jesus, bro. I don't. Yeah. Look, like, look, look. This boot coin. This boot coin. Don't lie. Okay? I'm actually okay with that. Either or is right. fine. Whatever, whatever. Okay, Netflix so puts out first. good stuff. So, David, tell the viewers a little bit about what this film was exactly, because this was a unique one. 
And I think it went under mm-hmm. a lot of people's radar. Some of you may not even know that it's on Netflix or that it even has any association with anime. Uh, but, David, go ahead and tell the viewers what uh, what info they need to know about some of the gods. All right. So, some of the gods, uh, originally a Japanese manga uh, and recently adapted by a French animation studio. Uh, I think it was released on Netflix a uh, couple. It was so it debuted at a film festival uh, last year, mm-hmm. but it went on YouTube. I oh, went sorry, it went on Netflix recently, like a few weeks ago. Um, and I, I guess we just go right into overall like. Well, I mean, summary. I get synopsis. Uh, let me give them a synopsis of sort of what the okay, okay, okay. film is about. So, for those of you unfamiliar, the movie follows the story of a reporter who has become deeply interested and invested in people who are trying to scale like unscalable mountains, right? So people who are trying to uh, become sort of professional climbers. And through his interest and investment in that, he stumbles upon a specific climber whose name's escaping me. Um, and pretty much this climber was... Uh, what? what was you, mean Habu, you mean Habu, bro? What are you saying? Pabu or Habu? Habu! You forgot Habu is the best character in the character. Habu's a badass. Did you even watch it, Jerry? Or did you even watch nah, it? No, yes. see, the Jerry, Jerry was asleep. Jerry, Jerry was asleep. Jerry was asleep. I just am what's not the main character's name? I'm not good what's with the main names. Oh, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Jerry. Sorry Kukumachi, you. Okay, I'm not good with names or, <laughs> you don't or memory of that. Name. I can't remember. His name is is Fukumachi. Main climber's Habu. name is Habu. Habu. Yes. Here's the deal. Habu goes into essentially hiding after a failed climb um and he then chooses to try to climb mount everest after this and we watch as fukumachi and habu um sort of both come to terms with their past as they choose to overcome what many call the summit of the gods which is where the title derives from that's the basic premise i won't spoil the rest of the content of it well, we're going to get into spoilers as we talk about the sh- thing. But for now, you know, if you want to go watch it, go watch it and then come back and hear sort of how we felt about it. So, boys, how did we feel about it? Well, you know, I uh, it was good, I guess. We are we are rusty, boys. We are rusty. We are rusty, guys. I guess. I don't know. I mean, there were here's the deal. There were no vampires, no battle shonens. There were no. I just we are rusty, guys. We're rusty. I love anime for a particular reason. Uh, Here's the deal. Okay, so okay, you go, Jerry. No, I was. Let's talk. Let's break it down. Because one thing we always talk about, let's start with the animation, because this is such a unique animation situation. How did you guys feel about the animation? What did you think about the artwork of the, of the movie? How did you feel about the look and overall uh, just appeal of the actual visuals? I thought I thought the art and the animation were pretty unique. I loved how whenever they were uh, climbing up the mountains, the background was very like, it was like a painting. It was, it was mm-hmm. very artistic, and I liked how that sounded i liked how that looked and with the music and the sound i know you talked about animation art but i think the 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 music and the animation went hand in hand because it was very serene and very peaceful although when it was getting you know very dangerous the tone like just quickly shifted and it was kind of like when i was watching it Mm -hmm. there was kind of like a constant tone shift of like oh look at how beautiful this is this is so this is so cool like 
like what they're doing is so um it's just beautiful like like this is like earth this is planet earth and then a quick shift to oh my god they're they're gonna fall they're gonna die like they're you know miles and miles into the sky and so that was that was like one of my favorite parts of the movie of just like watching them just climb like no dialogue just peaceful slash dangerous uh climbing that was that was one of the things that stuck out to me the most right Kenny, what do you think, man? Yeah, it was just... It was a very realistic anime, even though I still... It was very... It was was a realistic... Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was very realistic, okay? And I'm just saying, like... It It was was, uh, was really grounded. Really grounded. Yep. And uh, RIP for my my little boy, okay? Yeah, little dude. Oh my god! He just wasn't ready. He just wasn't ready, man. Yeah, I think I think one thing that kind of stuck out to me was actually, and I don't know if you guys noted this too, but French animation really blends two D and three D a lot better than studios elsewhere. You know, I, I felt like this mm. this movie really had a mastery over at least the studio, whatever studio handled it. They really had a mastery over the blend between two D and three D, and because of that, it gave this film like a really unique look that. It, it reminded me of Super Crooks that we watched, right? And the reason it reminded yeah. me of that was because Super Crooks was a Japanese animation studio creating an American or taking an American comic book and adapting it into a Japanese anime, right? This was a French animation studio taking a Japanese comic book and adapting it into an animated film. Uh, it's another one of those unique pieces. And a lot of times it looked like 95% like a real, like, I, I don't want to use the word real anime, but it looked very Japanese and they copied mm-hmm. the style of Jiro Taniguchi, the author or the artist that did the, the manga. They copied mm-hmm. his style actually very closely. And I think that that was uh, kind of a testament to the French team behind this, their ability. And what's so weird about this is this movie doesn't even have, at least on Netflix um, in the U S it doesn't even have a Japanese language track. You literally cannot watch this movie in Japanese right now, which is super weird. So the original language it was made in was French. Um, and there was an English dub, which is how I watched it. Um, oh. and, uh, what was the dub was good. It was an all, it was I'm all just saying you're, I thought it was really interesting. It was an all French Asian, dub was good too. It was like an all Asian fake, American fake cast, cast, if I remember correctly. So I don't know why they did French. that, but I found that quite interesting. French only um, French only y'all both went French dub for this one. Oh yeah. I right. mean, well, David only watched half of it, but oh, well, no, so, I watched it all. I watched uh, it. Okay. So back to the art animation part of it though. Did you, yeah. I mean, like. This is, I know that this is like such a like comparison also, but like the only other like French animation that I'm like keyed into is the other one we watched on this podcast, which is Arcane. Um, yeah. I mean, did you guys see any similarities between the two, or like did you guys feel it? Because like, I actually kind of did, like just a yeah. little there bit was of no, the, huh? There was no Imagine Dragons song. Hey, so there's I no enemy, like, Jerry. There's no. I enemy. was just like missing the connection, I guess, you know. Yeah, but. if they had played enemy right when he gets on the he gets on the mountain, he's like, yeah, he's like, oh, click, click, enemy. Enemy. and then Imagine Dragons is clay scaling the mountain right next to him. Yeah, you literally see the the entire They're Imagine all, Dragons He's band. actually pulling the them yeah, on, on on a rope. Yeah, I actually I'm pretty sure that Imagine playing. Dragons is they are the entire uh, country of France. That's the whole in France. They just have Imagine Dragons there. Oh my so, god! I, that's really what I'm. I'm wondering. You know, that's that's where my mind was. Yeah, going where was Imagine Dragons? Uh, but no, no I, I, 
I, yeah, David. Yeah, I I did the the times that I saw I thought of Arcane because um because because you're you're right. There was also a French studio that did it um, yes. that did Arcane. Um, was when times that there because in Arcane there's moments when they blend like the uh, like the 3D modeling with like like a lot of gas and like the like right. the smoke and the gas look like stands out. Um, which if for those that are familiar with League of Legends, it's kind of like a thing that's in a lot of their like trailers or 3D trailers that they release. Is well, like aren't a lot of done by the same friend? Didn't the same studio? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Okay. the same. The, the same studio has done a lot of the trailers for League of Legends, right, so okay, it yeah. makes sense. But um, whenever they're climbing Mount Everest, or just like any climbing throughout some of the gods, um, the snow and the smoke kind of made me think of like how it was, how that was animated. Right, reminded me of Arcane. So that was right. like the only kind of similarity, but a major one. It was just about yeah. It was this blending of two D and three D for me that most of the film is mostly two D. But there are those yeah. occasional moments you could kind of see the 3D poke through, especially in the climbing segments. And I think that yeah. the studio, the way it, the way that it's directed and filmed, again, maybe there was even, I didn't look into this. I'm curious if there was any overlap of staff between Arcane and, you know, did anyone happen to work on both projects out there? I wonder. I was curious. It would probably be really hard to go through all the staff members and figure out. But it would be interesting if there was some overlap because obviously yeah. they're both Netflix-made animated project so my my brain's like what if there was some overlap of of some staff yeah. that was you know on their studio staff blah 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 whatever it might be besides also the point the... i actually loved the look of it oh kenny oh yeah no i got a later point for a later part of the discussion. oh you're trying to oh okay well let's so... to me did you guys feel like there were any faults in the art and animation like was there anything that stood out as like key faults to it or or do you guys feel like the look was honestly pretty i don't know i i I did. I liked it a lot. I thought the look was pretty much solid, and it never faltered for me. And some of the greatest parts were when it would do those large, kind of. Uh, you would get David explain it. These large shots way out in the sky, right? And then it would zoom yep. in real close, and you would just see like their hands or their feet mm. or their. You know, there were a lot of directorial choices that made the climbing feel very real and very uh, scary. To be honest, yeah. Uh, As yeah. someone who is. I, I would never – I don't even think a billion dollars would get me up on a mountain. Like, I would just not – I just can't do that. I would just die. I'm telling you. I would just yeah, fall, I, die, I, yeah. that's it. Like, uh, me climbing up the mountain would be just a death sentence. So, yes. I, you know, I, mean, I don't I, – I mean, spoiler, I mean, we literally saw people attempting to climb and then fall to their deaths in this yep, movie. Yeah, so yeah. it's like – Multiple times. Yeah. yeah, one so, of the most oh, tense well, – I guess. One of the most tense animated scenes of my life is when that kid was hanging on his on – his, uh, back and had to cut himself loose and uh, yeah. essentially kill himself. Yeah. That was I mean, honestly you know, like one yeah, of the I himself, like too. that shit was tense as hell, dog. And yeah. uh, I was like, oh shit! I was like, oh, he can't do anything. <laughs> like, that's I it. just gotta, I just gotta think you keep pulling the rope and like even if it breaks, like you just you hope you hope it. It's doesn't. one of those. Th well, it's one of those things where it's like, I think it's like he do did, I do it? Or he do didn't want to be responsible. Yeah, he'd feel more responsible, right? Like, if he pulled the rope until it if it broke while he's pulling it i think he would feel like he killed them and yeah. uh you know the, he's more like directly involved in that right death. so yeah. i'm sure in his head he thought okay how can i how can i approach this i it was clear that pabu was like pa, pa, what habu habu yeah, i don't know the little boy's name habu habu 
was trying to come up with a plan in that moment. Mm -hmm. And I'm surprised it was very, that whole scene was like just very well done. And uh, the way it was probably the best, probably the best scene. Yeah. Very, very impressively done. Um, Really great shout out to the studio for that one. Um, Climbing's dangerous. I mean, we see it in the movie. They tell us over and over. By the way, the the production studio, um, which for some reason I don't know, like this and Arcane, it's like hard to like find the like like, French information, like like the actual, like it's very easy for anime to find an animation studio, right? For this Arcane, it's not as like out in the open, I guess. But for this, what the production company was, Folivari, like a joint between Folivari and Melusine Productions. I feel like I shouldn't wear my glasses because of the glare. No, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Melusune. So, yeah. Okay. And that's dope. Was there overlap yeah. with Arcane or? Um, uh, no. Well, maybe with like specific staff members. That's what I, yeah. I, I, but would, I, totally different companies though, right? Yes. Different production studios. Okay. Definitely makes me wonder. Um, okay. So off of art animation, what about the, uh, the, let's talk about music design, music voice voice acting all the all that right. component of it where were you guys with that um it's okay with it I, I think that the voice actors in the french version did very well um i think the music was definitely supposed to be more ethereal and not like you know in your face so all of it worked well i felt like but you weren't ever just... listening to it just hoping that like a vampire would pop out kenny or like a battle shonen character would jump out of the no. Or maybe somebody will start singing. I don't know. I, I, you know, I watch anime. Okay. Yeah. My drill's hey. the drill that'll pierce the heavens. Okay? Uh huh. Like, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Come on. But yeah, it was very yeah because of how ethereal it was. I feel like I I don't remember any songs in particular. So right. Yeah. It it, it wasn't something that like was in your face. Like yeah, it was just more of like a like a supplemental like something to like enhance, but not like take away focus. Right. Yeah. So, I remember something I really liked about it was the sound effects, which I, you don't always get yeah. a lot of good sound effects with uh, with anime or even animated films sometimes. And um, they did a really good job making, I don't know how they made all the noises, but noises between like gripping snow, gripping ice, or being in an open yeah. field, or like there was a lot of those white noise type sounds that were just sort of inserted into the film that made it feel open or like there was a world to be lived in or, you know, the noise of uh, the climbing gear as they would walk. Like there were small things like that. I noted where I was like, Oh, this is really good sound design. You know what I mean? I was like, I was like, Oh, that's uh that's really impressive sound design that you maybe wouldn't get. You only really get out of studio level films for this type of project, like, or uh, like yeah. feature films. Sorry. That's what I mean. But you don't usually get that sort of intricate sound design when you're just watching like a TV anime or like a seasonal anime. Uh, they might have some small things here and there, but mostly they're going to focus on voice acting and um, what's the word um, background music, so on and so forth. But this, this, yeah. this, because of the way that it would set these scenes, they constantly would use sound effects because you wouldn't have a lot of people talking when they would climb yeah. or do this stuff. So it was a really impressive uh, sound design. It made it feel very, very real um, and very grounded, which definitely made it a different type of viewing experience for an anime fan for sure. Yeah, um, like you could like the rocks falling, the avalanches, like the rope sliding against the rock. You could like oh hear everything. God, yeah. mm-hmm. So it was like, yeah, just very immersive. That rope, dude. Yep. I, mm. uh, every but, time. Oh, Kenny. Every time. The, every time that oh, rope. Oh, dude. Yes, that was so. That's what I'm talking about. Like such great sound design. 
um, right. all the way through. But uh, English dub, though, I thought it was okay. But I actually did feel like some of the performances were a little stilted. Um, oh. Some of them are not super, like, uh, work. Like, a lot of the voice actors were not ones with a lot of credits, if that makes any sense. They were definitely not traditional anime voice actors. If that like, n- very few of them had anime credits. If any of them, if I remember when I looked it up, maybe a couple of them did, but uh, a lot of them had just done other thing. You know, it, it was an interesting voice cast, and I remember kind of thinking to myself like, I, how did this cast come together? Because I believe it's uh, most that I looked, they seemed to all be um, Asian, which I thought was also an interesting choice mm-hmm. for the film because it, I, it makes sense. Obviously, the characters are definitely like overtly. Uh, the whole thing is set like in Japan, and you know what I mean. Like, right, makes yeah. sense. So I, I kind of thought all it was, Asian. Thought it was an interesting choice. Yeah. Um, but I, I, yeah. Other than that, I felt like the performances, especially Habu uh, and Fukumachi, they both both of their English voice actors did very good. So um, hmm. to me, at least, I felt like they both performed quite well. So that also yeah. made. For what about the kid? What about the kids' voice actor? Honestly, Kenny. He was no. one, he was one I didn't like as much, and I kind of no. want to see. I kind of want to see what his French voice was like because Damn, I didn't like that kid. Yeah. The, French, the French was good. Okay, like I think all all the French voice actors were were good. I think yeah. I don't know. I sometimes with like uh, I I don't know. Like sometimes with like emotion or tone, it's kind of hard. But oh, yeah. I feel like with. With these performers, I think they did a good job. Interesting, and like like those key moments where emotion was like needed and necessary, they they showed up. So I definitely want. I wish that there was a Japanese dub. I I'm curious what mm-hmm. this film would have been like with a Japanese uh, voice acting performance, and yeah. I wonder if it exists somewhere or if it's you know maybe in Japan it is already available. I don't know. It just wasn't when I watched it. It was not an option on Netflix. So. I'm curious if that's uh, something coming in the future or not for the film. But, yeah, uh, pretty great sound design overall. So let's get into the story of the Summon of the Gods. And I think that's the part. So here's one thing I noted, David, and you didn't say it earlier, but if I remember correctly, the manga is actually based on a novel, like a legitimate novel. Not a, not a light novel, but like a novel novel, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. So, so the Summon of the Gods manga, manga series written and illustrated by Jiro Taniguchi, Based on a 1998 novel by Baku Yumimakura. There it is, yeah. So, so wow. based on a novel. It was yeah. originally a Japanese novel that got transitioned into a manga that now has been made into a French animated film. And I think there may have even been a live action besides something like that. But overall, I felt like, or a lot of times when things are based off novels, if they're adapted correctly or they're pretty straight across, uh, if it's a, at least if it's a good novel, you're going to have a little bit tighter of a story. And I thought that um, I'm curious to compare, because at this point you have a novel that got adapted into a five volume manga that then got adapted right. into an hour and a half movie. How much of it made it from the novel all the way to the movie? Um, you know what I mean? Like, ha- and how yeah. much got cut out or like what space? Telephone style. To me, this film felt really cohesive. So whoever scripted it, you know, basing it off the manga or the novel, I thought it felt really comfortable and cohesive. We have really yeah. strong character arcs for both the two leads and uh, strong motivations. There was, I mean, fairly well-developed background side characters that had intention Mm -hmm. behind it. Uh, But the two leads have a really strong theme behind why they're trying to do what they're doing. And the eventual thing that happens at the end, um, it felt like the natural conclusion to that character. And I, I felt like as someone who likes to analyze like writing character, 
I felt like they did a damn good job. So whatever was cut or left on the cutting floor, I don't think that it impacted the quality of this script at all. I think that what they got to be the film pieces was really strong. And uh, I- I'm curious how much more there was in the manga, because five volumes of manga in an hour and a half, they must have cut a little bit yeah. out. There's no way they... Yeah. There's no it way like a, it's a short story, so I don't imagine them cutting a lot. It's probably not a yeah. lot, but there's definitely pro- there's no way they could have done word for word in an hour and a half. Oh no, you know no. what I mean? There's definitely there something definitely is something, something missing. And I, yeah. I I have the same question. Like from the manga to the novel, he adapted a whole full length novel into five manga volumes. So I'm curious, like what uh, yeah, what didn't let's, make it from the novel? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wonder. Maybe I mean maybe Habu's character in Fukumachi had more. Uh, I almost wonder. Like you remember that scene where more time together. Uh, that's that's something I thought about, Kenny, is maybe they had more before they actually climbed the mountain, because they pretty much, it felt like they met and they immediately started climbing. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, the whole story, though, was Fukumachi like, following Habu's journey, so Fukumachi knew a lot about him and had a lot of respect for him. Um, so yeah. it made his arc still make a lot of sense, because um, us as viewers, we were getting, also becoming privy to Habu's like, journey to who he is now. Right. Um, but I am curious, like, one thing that I thought about was that female character, um, the kid's yeah, older sister or whatever, right? Um, yeah. I felt like maybe Fukumachi and her might have had a, a like deeper, a romance. Or yeah, I guess there was like almost hintings that maybe something got cut out uh, in there somewhere. Oh, really? That was like I, I, I felt, felt like the there were some too. underlying tones, and it makes me wonder mm. if maybe there was like a subplot there that was maybe all the way in the novel There's or even it was still in the manga. They just kind of they decided okay, yeah. we don't we don't need this you know, to still make it cohesive. I, it's something I thought about. That was something I noted. Another thing is Fukumachi and his boss, boss at the agency clearly yeah. have a deeper relationship than what we saw. Maybe there was a subplot there. I don't know. I'm definitely curious because I felt like what they chose to keep fucking rocked. I thought it really rocked. Honestly, I thought it was a great yeah. script. I felt like those other, like those extra side characters don't really contribute to the overall story, which is really just Fukumachi and Habu. Right. Yeah. And like their relationship, their individual stories, and and then them meeting each other and climbing at the end of the movie. Yes. So it probably I wouldn't be surprised if those like extra sites, like those subplots with those extra characters were cut. Um mm. because yeah, it didn't really for me it didn't really matter. Like I think that the the main thing with the little boy's sister is that's kind of like the connection between Fukumachi figuring out where Habu is because of yeah. the letters. Right. And, yeah. that, and that's, and like, that's, that was really her character's purpose, which right. I was like, okay, I don't really need to see anything else. So, right. Right. Yeah. Like, David, you know, just uh, by the way, though, it ends um, where they find zombie uh, George Mallory on top of Mount Everest. Yeah. And then he infects the whole world. It's a zombie. Yeah, it's a zo- it turns into a zombie. Yeah, yeah. zombie game is over. A zombie. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it, turns into, it turns into a, a I battle scene. I can't believe you missed that part, David. Yeah, zombie. Yeah, George I Mallory. know. It's just the last fifteen minutes. It's wild. It's it wild. Yeah. Oh, was, was it an end credit scene? Yeah, there's after credits actually. Oh, where, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Pabu, yeah, yeah. Uh, ha- Habu and Fukumachi had become zombies, and in zombies the after credits, yeah, yeah, the three George Mallory. Yeah, the three Habumachi. Yeah, the, they, yeah, and they all fused, and they're all Super Abamachi Mon. Yeah, yeah, pretty much all that happened at the end. No, uh, that's how this, the movie ended. Wild, so. I felt like wild. this film had no other ending than for Habu to die. Like he, he had to in my mind. Like I, 
he had right. to both he had to both accomplish his goal without us knowing whether or not he did it and the world mm. knowing but then on top of that he also had to there was so much regret and so much loss that happened to him that I felt it would be very difficult for him to just win and us be okay with it you know what I mean like right there was life lot, just continuing right that just doesn't make a lot of sense to me and I felt like I felt like one thing like off screening his final experience you know we didn't get to watch him stand at the top of the mountain and hold his fucking flag up, right? That was not... It was just implied at the end that he most likely made it. But, yeah. like, we don't know. I mean, we technically don't know 100% if it happened. And the big, the whole thing was Fukumachi's going with him so he can prove that he got there. But Fukumachi doesn't make it. Um, he has to go back. Um, and so I thought that was the, the only fitting end for the character... Uh, for both characters to an extent. And I think that was the best scene, by the way, was whenever Fukumachi accepts death and death rolls over him. Mm-hmm. And then it's all red and blurry. Oh my and god, then, so good. And then Habu like slaps him and you're yeah. like, oh, and then you just like are just in Habu's face and you're like, what the fuck? Habu Can't... Habu got that. He got the, the big boy muscles because Oh he, yeah, Habu's a big boy. He's he, a big boy. He carries Habu's a big boy dead weight on his back. Climbing mm-hmm. up, yeah. he yeah. he climbed up a rope with one hand in his mouth, seventy five thousand yep. meters in the air. Yeah, Wild. he's crazy. But yeah, I just felt like it was a great fitting in, and I felt like to me, like when you can write a character to where, like at the very end, you really like you really feel for them, you really care about it. Like Habu was just such a well, God, he's just got to be one of my favorite characters I've watched uh, on screen in a long time. He was very cool and. uh Love Habu. It was tough. Yeah, it's tough to. He's it just he, the fitting in. It was just a fitting in, and I felt like you you really can't do that. It doesn't always work in storytelling, but I think it really, really they nailed the landing here. And I, I don't know, but uh, I'm curious when you guys are watching. Did you guys think like, damn, this would make a good live action movie? That was like the one thing I thought was like, why the fuck does all these companies? Well, there is, like, there is a live action movie. Oh, there's a Japanese one, right? Or uh. Am I wrong or yeah? Uh, yeah, the Japanese live action. Why does Netflix always want to make One Piece or Bleach into fucking live action movies when great manga and anime like this exists that would make amazing American live action films? You know what I mean? Like this sure. could be turned into an incredible live action th- like film in- well, here in the that, U.S. That, with like a big budget. What's what's the what's the net worth the net worth of the Summer of the Gods IP, Jerry? Probably very low. It is but, true. But let's just compare. Life. Let's just compare it to something like um, all. All you need is kill, right? Which right. got no, a live I, action. I agree what you're saying. It's, but Netflix. Netflix is about the dollar signs. The dollar, they dollar are. Shows. They are. They are. And that's why it's we're getting live action One Piece and say, live action. We only got all you need. You Haka show. Wasn't it because Tom Cruise literally wanted to make it? Like there was, he, like, yeah. It, I mean, it was just a just like, stroke of luck. Same thing. I yeah, mean, it was Battle, like a pet project. Battle Angel Alita is the same way. That one, uh, the guy who made that yeah. movie, I can't think of his name. Was uh, that like a passion? He like really a- wanted to make that. Yeah, that was like a really yeah. important thing. I can't think. of... God, he's like a famous director, and I can't think of his name. That's so mm. rude. The live action Battle Angel Alita, though, the guy really, he really wanted to do that movie, and that was like super important to him. So, um, I hope that. You know, these are the types of. To me, some of the gods could have come out as an American film, and I think James Cameron. God damn it! Why? Yes, yes. He really what is he doing? Doing that movie and not Avatar? No, uh, he's got a bunch of Avatar cooking for you, Kenny. Uh, but this would have been an awesome live action 
film and maybe one day it could be in the US and I I do need I want to watch the Japanese live action just out of curiosity cuz it was just such a cool cool film and uh great great setup and great setting and yep. again just two solid just incredible leads and uh really was their story of traversing a- adversity and using the things they know best to to live their life to what they believe to be the fullest and despite yeah. uh, I mean despite things like Habu I mean, the kid dying was pretty. It was a lot to take in. Especially since Habu was like, Habu was like, "Don't fucking come. You're not ready." Oh my god! Yeah, and he was like, "Well, I'm going myself." Yeah, really. And then he brought him anyway, and then he just died, bro. Just so fucking good. Got to be one of my favorite like animated moments of all time. Favorite's a weird way to put it. Just tragic in a way that it really stuck with me. That's what I mean. Uh, Impactful. It was just a very impactful moment and it not a lot of animated films do that and can do it well so if you were to watch only one animation out of france fuck arcane watch some of the gods that's my uh (laughs) i like this i like this so Uh, much better than arcane (laughs) okay we're titling this one arcane is the worst anime ever yeah just for the clicks just for the the best the best animation (laughs) out of france question mark and it's like arcane yeah. with like an X on her face. Cry, crying like arcane, her... yeah. yeah. Crying. <laughs> Put a little crying emoji. I, we keep face. calling Jinx arcane. Her name's arcane. Arcane. Uh, you know no, arcane from arcane. No. Wait, okay. I have to tell about my biggest grief in this movie. Okay. I was very upset about one very important detail, and that's what Fukumachi just had a beard the next morning. Oh, yeah. I, th- I thought it I got goes so to I thought that was I thought that was Habu. There was one defining feature between the two guys whenever they're masked up. The beard. The beard. One had a beard and one did not. One had a a light beard, one had a dark beard. I think there was like a little bit of a time jump there is why that happened, I think. Yeah, I wish it was more obvious. Yeah. It It seemed like they went to bed. It it did take a second. But I think there was a small jump in time, and obviously he didn't have access to shave, so his beard grew out during the, the small jump forward. Um, I actually saw that too. I remember thinking like, wait a second. I had to like reorient myself. Yeah, that was weird. Okay. Let's rate it boys. All right. In three, two, one. I'm like, so some of the gods is seven, seven out of 10. It's an eight. You you UAP boys. Give it a seven. Watch it. We recommend watching it. Look at my eight out of 10. I liked it a lot. Because it kind of looks like seven. All right, let's All right get so next next bubble. up is um next bubble. is bubble. So bubble me... the story about um uh, oh I thought Floyd I was doing this put his dick in a bubble. He wants to uh, he wants to make the the bubble pussy clap. Yeah, pop, this pop is the a pussy. this is a bubble. Bu- David, do you want to give them the <laughs> some more? Don't let's not oh, talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, 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 I, I... wait, wait. I'll open with some some. Okay, okay. Yeah, give him some. And then, some and then I'll give you okay. okay. So bubble bubble was very highly anticipated. Highly anticipated animated movie this year. Um, it is animated by it's an original movie produced by Wit Studio, and the music is done by Hiro, Hiroyuki Sawano, who is you know known for make for, for participating in a lot of uh, well done uh, musical projects for anime. You know, um, I think he did, he did guy, the, music, the music for AOT. Guy makes music. Uh, Guy makes music. Yeah, and people, people actually, love the music he makes. I don't know a ton about him actually. I know the name though. Yeah. So, uh, oh, did you know that it was also there's a manga adaptation in Jump Plus? No, I didn't know that actually. 
Hmm. Tell so there's who, that. Tell them who created the original character designs. Oh, and that too. The uh, oh, I don't want to look it up. I just know it. Um, yeah. Abada. No, not yeah. Yeah, you Takeshi, s- yeah, Takeshi Abada. Takeshi Abada. Oh, Abada. Takeshi Abada. Oh, I'll, I'll say the other one. The other one. Character the other character one. designs were done by Takeshi Abada. So yeah. you got Takeshi Obata, you got Hiroyuki Sawano, and you got Wit Studio. Which so this movie should have been, slap, right? Should have been the best thing ever, right, Kitty? Here's Tell them a little thing. bit about Bubble. This is about Zero Kiryu at the Cross Academy. He quickly becomes a vampire, very quickly, and he must join the night class with his friend Yuki Cross. Who just so happens to be the adopted daughter of the principal of the Cross Academy. This is Vampire Night, and that's what we're talking about this week on the Vampire Night podcast. So basically, picture Vampire Night, but everything's a bubble. Everything's a bubble. Vampire Night, but bubble bubble sex. So no, it's, it's this an episode from SpongeBob. Yeah, it's literally bubble. you know that episode where he he blows up Bubble Buddy. That's this. That's this. That's all right, the, all right, also all right. there's, oh, there's parkour. Okay, so. This is about, so some catastrophe happens in Tokyo. All these bubbles start warping reality. And so to trade or fight for goods, people have started doing parkour races to flags. Yeah. Um, and then like a bubble becomes sentient and makes itself into a human. Yep. And I guess there are bad bubbles and good bubbles. The good bubbles are blue. The bad bubbles are red. Also, the main character, Hibiki, he hears really well, and so he has to wear headphones. But because he hears so well, he can hear the bubbles singing. Yeah, something like that. Hearing Pretty s- much. He doesn't hear well. He has a super he can, like, hear the, sensitive, yeah. he has very sensitive hearing. Yeah. 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 I, that is genuinely the plot of this movie, and I he's cannot. not wrong. I, I, I that's literally right. It. There's so many bubbles and like just bullshit. And somehow, we... the main character is a tsundere. Like, she's kind of, she's kind of like, it's kind of a cute bubble. I'm not gonna lie. No, Hibiki uh, is the tsundere. Bro. Oh, that's even the guy, the girl. No, the she's girl cute. is not. She's Tarzan. Yeah, yeah. She's got more of that like. Uh, What's that? Fish out of water. Fish, Fish out of water. water. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so, this was just, it was so beautiful, though. Beautiful movie. To add on to the disappointment That's that great. came with this film, I just realized the it was directed by Tetsuro Araki, the same man who directed the Death Note television show as well as the first three seasons of Attack on Titan. So, wow. Uh, but then on top yeah. of that, this was written by Gin Urobuchi, okay? Do you guys know who Gin Urobuchi is? No. Man, who's Gin Urobuchi, though? Guys, who is he, Gin? He is the writer and creator of Puella Maji Madoka Magica. Right, as well as creator oh, right yeah. creator writer of the anime series Fate Zero, yeah, as well as one of the creator writers of Psychopaths. Yeah, why was this so bad? The what happened? Just, it, yeah, what happened? <laughs> it was like somebody just like threw darts at a board. Was like, uh, we're making a movie about parkour bubbles. With like, with some, I, like with some banger music, yeah. <laughs> banger music. Again, so we've got Hiroyuki Sawano, Wit Studio, Takeshi Obata, Ginnarobuchi, and the uh, the director. And uh, this is what they made. This is what this team, this group of people who are all pretty good at what they do. Not just pretty good, maybe some of the best at what they do. Some of the best, in the, in the and we ended up we ended up with arguably. Bubble. I mean, 
and honestly, the trailer I, looked really great. Uh, yeah. I would say pretty much if you just turn the sound off for this movie, this was an awesome movie. Oh, you would have a good time. Oh, it's a good. Yeah. It looks beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Actually, sound design. Even mute the video or mute the uh, the speaking audio. Just take the dialogue, and the dialogue out. out. No dialogue. Yeah, keep the music take, take over. Take away the plot. Keep the, the music. Whole plot. Keep the animation. Yeah, you yeah. got a ten out of ten movie. When 10 they're like, 10. when they're like old, when they're like master who has like no legs or whatever showed up and he was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna push you through the." <laughs> that was. Like... He said, "I'll lead. I'll lead." He's like, "I'll lead, I'll yeah, lead. bro." That, I was like, "What the show?" Then his, his leg broke or yeah. whatever. And also, oh, yeah. he was I like, it. "I like okay." So tricking is like doing flips and shit. He was like, right. and they were like, "Oh my god, it's tricking!" And I'm like, "What the fuck is doing the flips and shit going to help you get make this jump right now?" Like this dude's just like fucking around. Like I don't know. Like Shin just runs up, hobbled leg, starts doing some flips, and they're like, "Whoa!" Yeah, I mean, crazy. it was cool to see, but like, like okay, like. Yeah, like this movie was just awesome to see. But oh, if yeah. you're like, if you like pay attention to what, what people are saying and like what's happening, there's like a lot of questions. Like, yeah, why are they parkouring on bubbles? Like, whose yeah. idea was that? Like, where where even did the bubbles come from? I know it's just sort of where the bubbles come from. Something Alyssa said to me was that maybe they're they're like supposed to be aliens or something, or there's some sort of alien uh, component to the bubbles. Like maybe it's like a like they, are, extra, they are sentient. They're like sentient an, bubbles. Like yeah, an it, extraterrestrial sort of thing to it. And I was like, and oh, the that, red that bubbles were definitely a different consciousness from right, Uta, right, right. So I was like, okay, maybe there is an extraterrestrial component, but it also felt very like extended metaphor to me, as if like the bubbles were supposed to represent like the earth or something else that we've damaged as a society. And, uh, we were supposed to be getting some sort of like theming around that. Right. Like, like, Oh look, the bubbles are like a, a metaphor for how we fucked it all up and we're all going to die because of it or something, you know, like, yeah, there was like a little bit of that. Cause they were like, Oh, the bubbles rain down and ruin these towns and blah, 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 you know? And I was like, Oh, okay. Like maybe there's some sort of attempt there, but it was super like on the nose. And I just felt like it was just wait, like, the dialogue and writing in this movie were just really bad. Um, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if it was bad or if I just didn't get it, but like, it no, was, I, I think that I would say it's just bad, David. No, bad. <laughs> gen, yeah. Generally good writers that make it to where people get it when they watch it. No, uh, okay. I don't well, think if I didn't it, get it. Then yeah, it's bad. I don't think it was super complex by any means, unless you guys did. I thought that again, to me, it felt like, it was some sort of metaphor for for something yeah. that humans have caused, and I thought that was actually pretty heavy handed. Um, just the way that the bubbles would interact, the way that it it became human, the way that it tried to understand itself and understand people, the way that it saved him at the end. You know, I thought there was a little bit of, but but they just like pushed that theme through. Like, it felt like they just like pushed it through a shonen factory. Like all the characters yeah. were just like shonen archetypes that all yeah. just happened to live in this village. They were all like young boys. Um, they just like crammed it through like a shonen making machine. Why do they do parkour? Just, like I just yeah, they had to pick Kitty. They had to pick something that something they do. like action. Yeah, there had to be something yeah. that they do, and so uh, you know they pull the thing out of a hat. And so it was they like, compete parkour with parkour to get supplies. Now, only my boy Hibiki can parkour off the bubbles. Mm-hmm. Only right. Hibiki can parkour off the bubbles. Yeah, Even like, though we see other people do it, they just do it poorly. The worst part is like, yeah, there were some great parkour moments, but like animation wise, 
But they just did nothing to progress. There was like a whole parkour scene that just did nothing to progress the plot. Except for when, actually, they went against one parkour team that then at the very end, you remember when they popped up and they're like, you can use our stuff or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, like, we'll help you out. Yeah, I was like, that was it. That's why they beat, I was like, that's the one. They crammed the shonen, like, turn the bad guy good. They turned the shonen, turn the bad guy good. Into, they crammed it in an hour and a half movie. They're like, we got to put that trope yeah. in there too. Let's just chunk in as the the sensei is like retired. Um, there's a guy who's like hot headed. There's a guy who's calm. There's like a little kid looking one. Uh, just chunk them all in there. Come on, come on, come on. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I pretty, don't know what else to really say. It was to me, like... it's a pretty mediocre film that just looked really pretty and sounded good. Um, yep. So yeah. if you want looked to. Beautiful. Yeah, if you want to sit, I, I I think that Obata did a good job with the designs overall. I mean, he's really a pretty fantastic character designer, and uh, and there were a I, lot of characters. There was there was a lot there of characters. Were, there were like, did they have much like to do? Teams no, worth but, of parkour, but there was a lot of guys. There was a lot of guys. Yeah, I, I think they just could have done so much more with this, and they just didn't. And who you yeah. know. They just, I feel like it almost felt like at moments where I was just like, maybe they just wanted to show off like how good they were at animating, you know, like, yeah, I just felt like in some moments in the movie, I was like, oh, maybe they just want to do this, you know, maybe they just want uh, to animate something pretty. I, I, don't I know. think, I think every part of like the super crew created to make this movie did their job except for the writing. Yeah, I think like the music, it sounded good. It looked good. Is I when you again like when you just look at the story, you you get a little get a little perplexed. Like what what's going on? I think I you're just, right, David. Like, just the fact that I, you could completely cut the battle parkour aspect and have the entirely same movie. Yep. Kind of like it. It yeah, just is like oh okay so. You well, guys no, 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 Kenny. They got to get. They had to use the parkour to get to the bubble god. Okay, Here's how the are they, they going to get there? They got to parkour. Just, I think that you could have just had the kid, like, also be sensitive with his hearing, and he's just been scavenging things, and so he's good at maneuvering through buildings, and that's it. Kenny's onto something here. And so you just have some scavenger bits where he's scavenging for supplies with his friends or whatever. Wait, so like, um, like, uh, like Horizon, like, like Aloy. Like scavenging, like, like literally, like Aloy or like Nathan Drake, like literally, yeah. Now that I think about the other three things that this the guy who wrote this has written, I'm actually mm-hmm. a, like the more that I'm processing it, I'm like actually those three things are also kind of like not. It's not that they're not good because they are. Madoka Magica and Psychopaths are considered quite good, but they're also a little like tropey anti-tropey you know like there's like a lot of yeah. that to it are they, are they and, known for their writing because uh, i haven't seen any of them well madoka is known as the it it's like the evangelion yeah of, the people people talk about it because it took the it took the formula that was present in magical girl shows and decided to twit put a twist on it and yeah. um at the time it was really the first show to really try to do something like that with that genre and that's fine, but I think looking back, it's a little, it's a little edgy, you know? I mean, yeah. that's, I don't know a better word for it. It's a little, it was a bit of a, and Psychopaths also, it's like pretty edgy. Um, you know, there was just some like, 
It's like, yeah, it's the future, and these cops, they capture people, and there's a thing that identifies them. Pew, pew, pew. Um, you know, like... Yeah, it identifies if you are going to have criminal, criminal thoughts yeah, or whatever. Yeah, the, you know what I mean? He, t- he likes to take kind of these, like... But this one, it almost feels like the bubble thing was, like, his idea, and someone mm-hmm. else, e- either him or so- someone shoehorned in the rest of it. Like, that's what I don't yeah, know if, right. like... Maybe there wasn't a lot of synchronicity between him and, and Obata, which... Like, you know what I mean? So maybe, like, in making the character designs, he was just struck, and there was... I don't know. But it definitely felt a little wonky. There were two other writers credited other than him, so maybe the other writers had some hand in some of this. Um, Possibly. Sometimes I have to remember that there are shitty isekai that come out. All People write entire novels about skeleton knights in another world, so... Not as that, but people read that shit. So maybe they were just trying to make something mainstream, and make maybe there was an attempt here to make something mainstream or something that was palatable. But they wanted yeah. to do it, you know. So maybe that's what this they, is like the second parkour thing that's come out this year, though. Oh yeah, because that uh, like bubble and that uh, yeah, twenty four Tokyo's twenty fourth yeah. Ward or whatever. Mm-hmm. Also about parkour. What the fuck is that? Happens. I mean, they, they climb shit. They're like Spider-Man without the webs or some shit. The whole like high-quality rom-com is definitely a thing right now too, Kitty. And we've talked about mm-hmm. that. Like the idea of doing like a it almost I I want to maybe blame like Rent a Girlfriend's fault. I don't know where it like really started, but uh, over the last year or two, there's just been like a massive influx in high-quality rom-coms. Um, yeah. Between like uh, Rent a Girlfriend, Kaguya. There's a couple uh, this season. Dress Up, are... Darling, Shikamori. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, there's probably more that I'm forgetting, but so I don't what know. There, there does seem well, to always in the world. There always seems to be trends that happen in anime. Kind of uh, Komi, uh, but there always seems to be trends, and I, it just makes me think maybe parkour is like someone somewhere in Japan is like, let's make some par- parkour stuff. So maybe yeah. we're gonna be like next season. There's gonna be another parkour anime or something. And we're gonna jump. I'm in. ready for wand dance. Okay, that'd be good. Um, yeah. Anything else about bubble guys? So at the end, they got rid of all the bubbles. So, but there was still like the issue with the gravity being weird because they were still being able to, they were still like able to parkour as if. No, I think like, they were fixing it. I think, well, I think they were just good at parkour. But they were parkouring as if there was like no gravity. Because that, that was there the still thing, like, was, I think all the bubbles didn't go away. They just became more right. like. No, they all disappeared, right? No, they like fall to the earth or whatever. Remember? Um, and then it's just like they're like, I don't know. They're existing. You're thinking a little too hard about the plot of a bubble over here. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna better understand. But maybe it's, maybe it's. Uh, really, I just don't know why he wanted to fuck that bubble though, bro. He was like, he he wanted to put his penis. He was like calling Bubble Buddy bubble. over. He was like, bend over, Bubble Buddy. He want, he want to make that bubble pop. Pop in that bubble with his penis, but um, he did. Like All right, let's give it a rating. rating. What do y'all think? So, <laughs> so, let's rate this bad boy. Let's rate it. Uh, oh, what am I going to rate this? In one? three, two, one. Me, oh. me and Kenny are the same way. Yeah, y'all are five out of five. five I think this five. is it's... slightly below average, actually. Sadly. I, I want to give it I... higher because it just looks and sounds so the good. The art like, and the animators a... deserve better than what this shitty-ass story gave them. Yeah. And I I thought it was pretty, but I, I feel like that was all it had going for it. That's I Yeah. Mean, 
I don't even know if the mu- the music was good. I, I agree. It was a little forgettable too, though. But so I just feel like the really the only thing it really had going for it was the animation, and even that at times there were some shitty shots in there. Honestly, there was a couple oh. weak shots where I was like, really? I was like, this is a feature length film. Like, come on. Um, but then there were some yeah. shots where I was like, holy shit, I'm, my mind's blown. But yeah. it's a whatever, four out of ten bing, 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 bing. Whatever much, the dude's leg exploded, that was nice. Pretty much would never watch this again, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, for sure never. I mean, I would watch it just muted. Just like, just watch the... Or I would just like watch like parkour clips on YouTube, but I wouldn't watch right. like, the actual... All right, right. now, okay, now we're so... going to rate each other on a scale of one to ten. I rate both of you ten out of tens. I like you guys, so... Uh... Crazy, I David. What do you what notes. do you what do you rate me, David? Kenny, I give you I, the ten out of ten skill does not suffice for you. Kenny. <laughs> I, 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 damn it! I got I wanted him to be like zero, bitch, bitch. <laughs> um. So, guys, that's all we got for you today. So, thank you guys for listening to the Uncensored Anime Podcast. You guys know. Oh, Jerry, we got Jerry. We got some news before you uh, do your normal. Oh podcast. yeah, come visit us. Come visit us, Jerry, at what are you guys talking about? Anime. Oh, we're going to be. Oh, at... I was like, what are you talking about? Jesus Christ, David. Uh, yeah. So, uh, if you're in Texas and you're in the Lubbock, Texas area, uh, the boys, us three, will be at Anime Lubbock Friday night and Saturday morning. So if you're going to be attending Anime Lubbock, we'd love to see you. Come say hi. We will be hosting a panel on Friday evening. So uh, check us out on the schedule because, um, yeah, uh, I think it's currently tentatively scheduled for 6 p.m. EST. So we are going to get some footage from the panel and be putting it up as an episode of the podcast. So that'll be really exciting because you guys will get to, if you show up and you're at Anime Lubbock, you get to be a part of the podcast, which is its, its own little cool thing uh, that you get to do. So, uh, if you're in the area, please come say hi and uh, come chat with us. And if you're not in the area, I'm sorry, but do not fly to Anime Lubbock just to meet us. Uh, that would be really odd. Uh, but if well, you, you did can, it, if you want, if you if did you it, want, if you want to, what about 500? Or wait, are we? What are we at? 420 now? Yes. Yeah, so, well, we're almost, almost at four. We're almost at 450 now. We're at a lot. Okay, that's all I meant. We're at a lot. Yes. Yeah, so if one of you 450 people want to come out explicitly to Anime Lubbock for us. Yeah, I will give you a piece of Vampire Night paraphernalia. Yeah, David will give you his entire Vampire Night manga. Cl- no, no, no. Sorry. No, every, he's no, every time I every time I give say something's a joke. Every time I say a joke that involves a giveaway, someone I mean, gets on me about it. So honestly, if any of you guys if any of you guys fly out just to see us, I'm not gonna lie. I'll be a little weirded out. I'll be a little scared. Yeah, I would I, be. I, I, I would appreciate it. Why? I would appreciate it. I would appreciate it. But like, it'd be a little weird. Anime Lubbock but, I mean, is but, June. But, it's June 11th, I believe, 11th. by the way, guys. 10th, 11th, 12th, something like that. 10th through the 12th. But we unfortunately June. will not be there Saturday night or uh, Sunday. So if you want to yep. catch us, uh, we'll be there Friday night and Saturday morning. So come find us mm-hmm. then. Um, aside from that, I also I, I just have to own this on this episode because I know we're going to talk about it in a later episode. But I feel like I really like put my foot in my mouth about a specific Shonen Jump series. And... I just got to get this off my chest now, but man, I really, I really thought Ayashima was going to last, dog. <laughs> I really, <laughs> I really thought there was no way in hell that it was going to get canceled, and here we are. Uh, it's canceled. <laughs> and, uh, oh, here I, we are. With only 20, you, it only got 25 chapters. It didn't even make I think it. It's, 
I think the latest issue as of this recording is issue 25. And that that Ayashimon's chapter, it's like it they're already like trying to like wrap it up. Like yeah. it's 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 pretty if you're like keeping up to it week to week, it's like obvious that like the re- the the past like two, three chapters are like just gonna wrap it all up, which is pretty sad because it it had potential to be something big. I yeah. was I was enjoying I mean, it. We all like, were kind of behind the fact that it could potentially be the next so foot in my mouth moment. Uh I clearly missed the boat on Ayashimon. I don't know why my like why i'm so off on what i can scale because first i thought red hood had a chance and now ayashimon and i think that it boils down to that some of these series are really really working here in the u.s uh like red hood and ayashimon and so a lot of the english-speaking community is excited about it and it seems like there's a lot of hope for it but then the community that jump really bases its self off of which is japan doesn't end up being excited about it. And I will say that the, the one thing about Ayashimon that kind of surprised me is that it did almost sell 20,000 copies of its first volume, which is pretty high for That's a new good. for a new series. Yeah. Um and I thought that the, and yes, it's it's rankings in the Shonen Jump rankings have been very low, essentially last place, barely beating Shugamaru some weeks. Uh but I thought maybe its volume sales would sell save it because even compared to like other recent like PPPPP, it sold better than PPPP's first volume. You know, it outsold Duran Duran. It outsold uh, Shugamaru, obviously. It, it outsold a lot of stuff. Um, so I thought maybe the volume sales would save it, but I guess that wasn't enough for Ayashimon. I'm not sure, and I'm not even sure why it was so disproportionate. Like for a series that gets ranked so low every week, I'm surprised that it had such high sales. Uh, so I don't know. I'm not sure what really happened there. But the total foot in my mouth moment, uh, and the manga, the magazine changes so fast that our current state of Shonen Jump 2022 video is already like deeply, it's like deeply so outdated. Outdated, yeah. Like <laughs> we put that out like a month and a half ago, and like there's like six new manga that are in the in the magazine now like, that weren't even in. You know what I mean? Like that's how stupid it is right now. But uh, yeah, big foot in my mouth moment. Ayashimon uh, was a total failure. I think, right. it, I think I think it started off strong. I think those first ten chapters it was ranking to like like middle, but it, then like after after the first volume is worth of content, it's just like people Japanese audience just started. They did didn't not, want like didn't want to get with it. it. Didn't want to get with it, which is weird. But yeah. hopefully, here's me saving my foot, which is that I talked about how much I love Akane Banashi in our current state video, and I think when we did the current state, there only like one what? chapter had been ranked or something. Um, you could be maybe. putting your foot in your mouth for the future, though, bro. I'm, I hope that this is, as of right now, it's only ranked in the top half and is even broken into the top three with one of its chapters uh, in the yeah. rankings. And Kape Yamaguchi, the, the voice actor that does, uh, I believe he plays Usopp, um, is doing like an audio thing that they already did, and he's like doing it with his daughter. He's going to play the dad from Chapter 1. And, no way. Yeah, yeah, some sort of like, and Ichiro Oda even said that people should go read it. And I, so I, I'm trying to take that foot yeah. right back out of my mouth. I think Akane Banashi is the Dude, new. It really sounds like, it's, can I be honest? Jerry's a bit of a dick rider right now. I think. No, whoa, no, go listen to what I said on the old podcast. I, I was, was just saying, hey, Oda, no. Oda and I was on Yamaguchi. it. I was on it before Oda. I was no. ahead of him. Well, no, they're riding my dick. They're riding my dick. Obama said. 
They're riding my dick. I was first. Dick riding. Akane Banashi, I'm all for. But yeah, Ayashima, I just... We'll talk about it more. Uh, the boys are going to put together a talk coming soon. We're going to call it the future of Shonen Jumps. We've done current state. We're going to try to do a future Shonen Jump talk because there's a lot of things that have continued to, to need conversation in that magazine. And it's crazy, like, even Ipatch will put out his current state of Shonen Jump two weeks ago. And even, like, a ton of the shit he says already is outdated. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's how dangerous it is to even have commentary about so Shonen Jump because of how quickly the manga, the magazine just cuts and changes and things end and just a lot that happens. So we're going to have to get into that in the future. Also, we have okay. some hope to get some guests on this summer. So hopefully we'll have some guests. Like David said, we're going to have some special con visits. We've got a couple more that we hope to go to, and those will be some special episodes of the podcast as well but also if there's anything you guys want us to review we would actually love it if you put that down in the comments for us so if you made it this far in the comments we actually would love to do a couple more of these review episodes we haven't done them in a while we want to kind of integrate them in but we really want to do stuff that's i get it that retro reviews sound fun but we really want to focus on stuff that's sort of in the current zeitgeist you know that are in the popular culture so if there are shows that we missed shows that we need to go back to that are recent or that are uh, kind of big talking points. I think one that all of us probably are going to have to go back to is your boy Kong Ming. I feel like it is super popular and just getting more and more popular with each episode coming out. We totally missed it in our first episode overview for the season. And I'm caught up. I've, I've watched it all. It's really good. What's going on? Did you subscribe to high dive and not give us the password? He's, What's he's going on? Why do you I'll do give that? you. I'll give hey, you why do you do that, kid? Jerry, oh, Jerry. Give you, David is caught up on your boy Kong Ming. We didn't even, even finish some of the Couldn't even watch. Couldn't, couldn't even watch the one movie for the damn podcast. One um, movie. All caught so up if on there's Kong Ming, though. If there's something modern, recent that you guys really would like us to talk about, please let us know. We do still plan to maybe do some retro combos. I really would love to do some, so we're gonna get into those. Don't worry. Uh, we have more time now and we're slowly getting, we're almost, we've almost made it to two years of the podcast, which is crazy. So we want to make sure that we do some of that. I also really want to, if you've made it this far in the episode, this is a shorter episode than normal. So hopefully everybody makes it this far, but I want to know, would you guys be interested in me, David and Kenny playing a version of the newlywed game? Would that be interesting to our viewers? Um, if we try to play the new, you guys know the newlywed game, right? Hey, Jerry. Bro. No, I think that'd be fun. Huh? Yeah, I love, I, I love the newlywed. You want to know why I thought of this? You guys want to, I'm stealing again, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It's just tough. It's tough between me and you, Jerry, because we pretty much know everything about each other. Yeah. I, I'm curious. Okay. So yeah, y'all, y'all know shit about me. Uh, I just watched the newest episode of my favorite podcast that I listen to. It's called the always sunny podcast. Shout uh, out to them, oh, small creators out there. Yeah, small ahead. creators over on the Always Sunny. Put them on, put them on. Yeah, yeah, put yeah. on. Um, on the Always Sunny podcast, uh, Meg, their producer, put together a newlywed game for the, the three main guys of Sunny, and it was incredibly funny to watch because, you know, it was like Glenn. You know, you know how a newlywed game works? It's like they ask a question, and then, like, I would write down an answer, my answer, and then you two would try to guess what my answer is, um, like how I answered it. Um, and then yep. vice versa. So I thought it'd be really funny if Alyssa came on and did like, uh, she prepared questions that none of us knew and, uh, asked us questions and we tried to guess each other's answers. I thought that would be super funny, especially if it was like anime edition. So if you guys would like yeah. to see that, get down in the comments. Also, 
and let us know. So that's a lot of stuff to get in the comments about. So let us know what shows we missed, things we need to go back and review and talk about, or things that are in the current uh, cultural zeitgeist that you would like us to talk about. Additionally, would you like to see us do a Newlyweds game uh, episode here on the podcast? Um, as well as anything else you want to talk about, or if there was anything interesting you found in the two reviews that we did today. Maybe you loved Bubble. If so, I... Get in the comments. Please. I'm willing. I'm willing to talk to you about you. it, but I just don't know if I'm gonna engage great because I, yeah, struggles. So on that note, thank you guys so much for watching. Make sure that you like, comment, subscribe. That helps us out in the algorithm. This has been another episode of the Uncensored Anime Podcast, and we're saying peace. <laughs>